Hi, this is Thomas from Quest and Chaos. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and joining us on this chaotic adventure. If you want to listen to our other exciting podcasts, such as Swords and Sages, Chaos Agent, Spelljammer, and many more, please visit our website at questsandchaos.com slash podcasts for links to your favorite podcast platform of choice. Now, if you enjoyed this content and want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon for exclusive content, cast interaction, and more at patreon.com slash questsandchaos. Now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Untitled Podcast, where this week we talk about untitled things. <laughs> Do we? What are other untitled things? Scripts are often untitled. They are untitled, and we don't want to talk about scripts. There's just too many of them out there, and they're terrible. Titled? Okay. So, uh, well, yeah, welcome. You're just keeping that out. You're just keeping it. Sold. All right. So, welcome. Hey. What do you want to talk about first? What? Uh, let's talk about what we can see. What we can see. We can barely see anything because the lights are a little bright. Cannot see any of it. Uh, but imagine this over there. So that means nothing to a <laughs> lot of people. Like over there is could be like Kansas for all that anybody knows. Yes, over here is California. There is Kansas. <laughs> That's how the use right works. Just right like that. Those other states, whatever. It's like that place where you can touch all four states at once. The four corners mm -hmm. of New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, and... You can do it. I know you can. Vermont? Yes, it's Vermont. <laughs> Go, you huskies. Um, <laughs> so what are you talking about? Uh, so our studio rebuild. We are in the process of doing it still. Um, we are getting closer mm -hmm. every day. Uh, we have the panels up on the wall. We've got the... Paint chosen. Paint chosen, painted. painted the wood. Fake wood. Fake faux wood along the bottom. Faux is like fake, but it's fancy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I roll number one. Uh, we bought real wood for the bottom. Uh, and then we realized that real wood is really heavy. <laughs> so we had to take mm -hmm. it back. Yep. Uh, because the, they're, they're stage flats, and they're not designed for structural integrity. Which makes me wonder, if you put that wood on a wall in your house, is it also going to be problematic? Like, you just have to nail it into the studs? The, is that how yes, it works? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. The walls in your house are designed to be structurally sound. From what I understand, oh, okay, I, Captain. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Okay, Captain. Okay. All right, so are we going to go into the wick, or do you have anything else about the fact that, like, we didn't have any major construction accidents so far. <laughs> I've watched my hands get <laughs> dangerously close to a number of saw blades, um, which you will see on the GoPro footage at some point. I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. Um, Fingers are worth money. No, it's just as I was doing some of the uh, sawing of mm -hmm. boards... From where I was to where the GoPro was, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I bet it looks like I'm about to take off my finger. You know, I was like that far away. But from the angle, I'm like, oh, I bet it looks like I'm about to lose a finger. We should watch that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So let's jump to the wick. Yeah, because that was highly uneventful, other than just the fact that we sit there and paint and saw and staple and unstaple and staple gun and... Choosing colors is the hardest part of any renovation. It is. As anybody can tell you, there are many shades of gray. I don't mean that. I just mean that in a literal way. Pew, 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 it's the wick. <laughs> Surprised you with that one. Uh, laser, laser guns jump out. Uh, you, what, what, number, <laughs> what number wick are we on, Thomas? Oh, we're on number eight. <laughs> That's right there. That's eight. That's eight. You can't just give me this way or this way. You got to... Uh, okay. That's how it works. Bye. Gotta surprise you. All right. Beep, beep. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> All right, so can I talk about the first game that I want to talk about? Uh, as, long, as long as it's... Yes, you can. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about what you don't have on the screen right now. Well, well because that's not me in order. Tell me the game. Um, we're talking about Bristol 1350. <laughs> that's not even on here. <laughs> 
Oh my, somebody's not ultimately prepared, are they? Okay, so I would like to talk about Bristol 1350. I found this one, don't ask me how, I just found it. Um, Was it recommended to you? Maybe. I think what happens in those algorithms is that if you look at something, it's like shopping. It's like you buy something on Amazon and then Google recommends it to you 75 times. You're like, I just bought this, please stop. Um, so I think with this one, I think I actually found it and then it was recommended to me in an email after the fact. And I was like, well, too late. Sorry, bro. Um, anyway, I digress in the fact that I like shorter party games. So mm -hmm. I am not somebody who is into Tainted Grail or Gloomhaven or some like long game that you're going to spend a six hour part of your day just working through one scenario. Um, <laughs> You look suspicious. My plans for what a, are you doing? My plans for a double elimination access and allies tournament always seem to get foiled by the fact that it would take like forty-eight hours. To what setup? Well. <laughs> anyway, I circle back. Um, so Bristol thirteen fifty. It is, and here's the reason why I think it's going to be a lighter, fun game is because it's for one to nine players. So it's not your standard four to five, which means right. that you can involve you know, your typical number of people that you have over to your house on a Friday, which is usually around six to eight. Mm -hmm. Somewhere landing in a weird number of seven. Anyway, I digress. And the fact that it's about 20 to 40 minutes to complete a session. So therefore it's enough that you're not completely bored with it. It's not two hours. You're not demanding people to have a two hour game. You can play something for 20 or 30 minutes, then go do something else and come mm -hmm. back and play it again with someone else. Um, you know, so you can do other things within the evening. Um, so I, we do we do we do lots of things holidays mm -hmm. we go to a friend's house mm -hmm. and a lot of people come over and we have barbecues and board games also um, grilling for those of you who understand the difference between barbecue and that's grilling right. grilling um, we usually have one two three tables three, about three uh, three tables or plus so plus some wandering people. Um, and, you know, that's a mix of playing a two-hour game of this or Lords of Vegas or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then eventually as people leave, you get down into the, hey, there's now 10 of us, let's play Werewolf. Or yeah. there's 11 of us, let's play Werewolf. And then to, hey, there's seven of us, let's play Wizard yep. type of thing. And once you whittle it down and all those separate tables sort of come together... That is what this game is perfect for. So, you know, I thought the opposite. I thought this game would be better for people who are not necessarily gamers. And if you bring this to a party, first of all, the form factor, that little book that they put it in, is a perfect size. It's not too big on your shelf, and it's not too big to bring to a party and be like, hey, I brought Gloomhaven, which is a box that weighs 100 pounds. Um, it's like, hey, I had to leave the toddler at home because I brought Gloomhaven. I, I would support that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because you know who the toddler is in this relationship. So you're going to take Gloomhaven instead of me. Dang. Even though you hate Gloomhaven. <laughs> I'm just saying if choices wow. have to be made. Wow. If there have to be cuts because it's a two-seater car, you've got to make some cuts. When did this? When did we get a two-seater car? <laughs> it's a go-kart. Okay. This is just off the rails. Anyway. Um, so it seems simple enough that you could actually explain it to non-gamer friends as well. So it's not one of those intense type of games. Um, something else I really like about it, it is the third, I think the third or fourth game by a couple um, facade games, Travis and Holly Hancock, that you see in the video talk about the game. And it is very similar to some of the games that they've also done in the past, which is um, something called Tortuga. They did Salem. Um, and so again, the games are very similar. So I think if you've played those games or enjoy those games, you would probably play this game. And so do you want to talk a little bit about the functionality of the game? Yeah, I mean, so your goal, hey, look right here. So your goal, the plague is coming to Bristol. That's kind of the thing. Actually, I thought the plague was here. Plague is in Bristol. I mean, the plague and, is here. Uh, you, or one to eight of your other friends, <laughs> Uh, are trying to get out of mm -hmm. Bristol. And you have these adorable little carts, and yes. you're a little meeple, and you're... you have a mat, yep. so a little board game that so you, you can advance around the, the board. Uh, and you roll dice, and, and those dice uh, determine how far you move mm -hmm. uh, in a given turn. Yep, and everybody gets symptom cards. Right, so, so you... So one... you could be a cough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I mean, just think about this in, like, the time that we are in right now. We're just like... Well... 
What's... Why, why was that guy coughing like over there? I know you sneeze and you're just like not a symptom. You say that, but do you know? Yeah, I know. It's called seasonal allergies, not a symptom. Okay. Anyway, um, to bulbous sores and feet. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Put this scarf on you. Hold on. Hold, please. Okay, okay. continue. <laughs> I'm doing the rest of the show like this because now you've gotten... Okay, go ahead. Not a symptom. Uh, so you... Don't take that off. No. Uh, okay, fine. It's on. Sounds good. Continue telling everyone about the game itself. So you might have a cough. <laughs> or you might have the booba. Whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> um, Please continue. Uh, you also have various remedies like leech bloodletting and punching in the mm -hmm. face. I believe it was also something that happened um, as a, it, it, it might stop your sneeze. <laughs> Just saying, it might stop you if you have a sneeze. Get punched in the face might stop it. I don't know That's for sure. Not I'm not a, a scientist. That's not a card. <laughs> it could be an expansion. So if we reach out and really try and... Oh, anyway. <laughs> and now everybody knows why I took Gloomhaven to the party instead of my toddler adult husband. <laughs> so anyway, so you each, each one of these different meeples has special features that they can do. You mm -hmm. could be the friar or the... I'm like, or the chandelier. <laughs> <laughs> These are going so fast. So you have, you know, what? Well, look, right here, right there, Ch chandelier, right there. Um, anyway. Okay, continue. Sorry. So you, you, each one has different functionalities that uh -huh. they do. Anyway, so what you were trying to do is you were trying to get out of town, out of town, before you get the plague. However. You're drawing cards, symptom cards, and if any of those cards add up to seven at any six. time. It's six. Over six. Yep. Six or higher. You've got the plague. At which point, your goal becomes to have everyone get the plague? I don't know. I think that my goal would be to not let anybody know I have the plague, still get out of town, right. ruin everybody else's chances of having the plague. I believe that is human mm -hmm. nature. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, um, but in reality, what you can do is kick people off carts. You can jump to other carts, so to ruin other people's chances right. of getting out of town or the plague. Or if you think somebody on your cart has the plague, you, you want to get them out off. before... No, you can kick them off. You can kick them off. You can get to the other cart. Mm -hmm. Lots of things you can do. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, I think, those two things. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, it, it it honestly looks like a really fun game. It does. Um, you know, we watched the the playthrough video of it, um, and it, it's I could see this really being a hit, mm -hmm. especially at the party because you're you're like eh, okay because you have to hide the fact that you have the plague. <laughs> anyway, um, continue. Stop. Uh, I love the, so the graphic design looks great. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it it's, looks simple, but it's great. Uh, they've got cool carts. Um, they tout the wood uh, design of the actual carts. Like, it's carved in there. Okay. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's not just fake paneling on the side of those carts. Not like our set. Uh, you also, then some of the upgrade things are metal coins and metal carts to, mm -hmm. to you know, give it a, a, a you know, a higher end feel. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you can purchase the other games as well um, with this Kickstarter. So you can also purchase Salem, right. Tortuga, and the third one that I cannot remember. Anyway, so for me, this is my kind of game. It would be something that mm -hmm. I would purchase, bring to, a, you know, bring to a party. And then if other people came over, play this game with them. Because, again, it's something that isn't very, it's just, it's not very time-consuming. Yeah. It's fun. It's light. It's definitely not serious. The foil-covered book box looks really cool. I told you about that already. Yeah, I know. It's a good form factor. Fits on the shelf and yeah. easy to take with you. Didn't we have that discussion about <laughs> you or the box? Now I don't have to make choices. It looks like the boy. Okay. Adorable. Yep. All uh, right. Are we moving on? Yeah. Thumbs up? Thumbs up. So yeah. actually, how, what does this cost? Let's oh talk boy. about how much it costs. Standard edition game. 40 bucks. $21. Right there. Yeah, but the deluxe. Don't you does want the expansion with box? cards? Oh, uh, yeah. Deluxe, 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not 100 or 200 mm -hmm. Or 250 So what is this What Oof. is this $79 one? 
So it's the Deluxe Plus Two Dark Cities. Mm-hmm. That expansion. Mm-hmm. Metal Coins. 95? What's the biggest one? Whoa, Ooh. whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. 950. That's a lot of money. Original artwork, though. Plus Dark Cities Deluxe, whatever that means. I don't know. I'm not that interested in that, though, for $950. I mean, that's, that's a big jump, too, you know. Yeah. Actually, let's see how many people are interested in it. One so far. Well, good for that one person. Uh, so 150 would be the, okay, so retailer box. Um, this must come with a number of them. Cool. I mean, it's not like, it's not crazy. You know, getting, no. getting two games for 100 boxes, I mean, that's, that's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, or the fact that we're at $20 just for your standard game, I think that's a decent price. Yeah. Definitely. So definitely recommend this. I like it. Bristol, 1350. And, um, anyone that we know, let us know when you back it so we can play it. <laughs> Because anyway. uh, we bought Fosthaven. <laughs> really, we just got to make some choices. Yeah. Okay, next one. We're going to do this? We're going to go yeah. to, so this book. Roll it. Ro oh, it's not a video. I know, I just thought it would be fun to say. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so this is roll and play. This is a guy making a book full of... Things, words and things? Yeah. Cool. Uh, chart, charts and graphs. Well, not, not graphs or but charts, tables, tables, and charts. All right. So how about you actually say what it really is as opposed to just random talking? It's a tabletop toolkit. Uh, so this mm -hmm. this is Roll and Play, the Game Master's Tabletop Toolkit. Mm -hmm. uh, this is taking a lot of those things that could be in card decks, putting them in a book. Mm -hmm. And then it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. That's So what kind it. of things do you get? Uh, things, I tell you, things. Uh, you get, like... Wonderful, what is Taverns. It? Festivals. Towns. Cities. Do you, do you get those? PC names. I could have sworn I read that someplace in there. Keep scrolling. See, Taverns and Inns. Told you. Yeah, there you go. We have a whole book on, you know, uh, remarkable taverns and their drunks. Mm -hmm. And remarkable inns and their... I can't remember. No, shop, no. shop, Shops and their wares? Yeah. I, is Where is that book? That's the it's problem. It's at the house. We exactly, just got that Kickstarter. Exactly, which is why we're like... Eh, eh, eh. From Laura Smith Delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So uh, you get magic items in here. Um, you get found items that are, you know... I think you also do get NPC names in here. So again, it's... It's set up like a table mm -hmm. so that you can quickly open the book. It's a spiral binding, so you can flip it over, and it's not like a book that you have to have, you know what I mean, just like a hardcover D&D book where it's kind of flopping all over the place. You can make this a smaller form factor by flipping it over. Um, it also looks like something you could potentially write in mm -hmm. or write on. Um, yeah, so there's assistance with wor world building. Like I said, if you scroll down a little bit, Thomas, there's NPC. Nope, up a little bit. Nope, down a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Encounters, um, magic items, world building, things like that. And so when you talk about taverns and towns mm -hmm. and things of that nature, um, and it's just a quick start guide. So it's kind of like the tavern is X. It's lavish. It's modest. The cost is X. They have rooms. They have, you know, this kind of alcohol. So as opposed to having to sit here and sort of when your PCs are like, I want to go shopping. And you're like, okay, great. What's in the shop? Like, they're like, do I see a magic store? You're like, maybe. I don't know. Let it's run by an illithid. You're dead. Okay. Rocks fall. There's a trap when you go into the magic store and that rocks fall and you die. <laughs> That's great. I'm using that the next time I play with you. That's actually not a bad idea. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so. Terrible uh, idea. As, as somebody who is lower mediocre on the scale of graphic design. I'm not horribly impressed with this graphic design. Oh, I thought you were talking about yourself. Also, talking about my, my, my graphic design as well, I reached out to the guy at Lorsmith, uh, Chris, to, to one of the Chris's at Lorsmith, to uh, talk about graphics design on the Kickstarter thing. Anyway, continue about... Uh, I mean, well, I think, I mean, it's simple and it gets the job done. And that's kind of my point, is that, like, I don't need to have a dwarf with a beard on a tavern in an inn with, like, a mug of ale right. and, a, you know, a busty barmaid. Like, I don't need that kind of stuff, especially if you're looking for, you know, how many rooms does the inn have? You know, how yeah. many rooms are currently available? Like, you, these are things that you're just like... I need an answer. Let me look on a table. Five looks good. Let's go with that. You okay. know, so it's a quick answer. Uh -huh. But he obviously did not realize how um, popular popular this would be. Mm -hmm. uh, running through these stretch goals like uh, like crazy. Mm -hmm. 
In fact, when I looked at this one, it was earlier this week, and it was substantially funded. Mm -hmm. um, but so, I also I mean, think... Yeah. I mean, look at... Scroll all the way mm -hmm. over now. So 29000 out of 1000 So yep. So twenty nine grand for this is, is kind of where you should be getting. Um, okay. I think that... Uh, well, I mean, maybe... Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like uh, one, two, one, two, three, four, as a goal, might have been a joke, or just what was in there when he made the Kickstarter. That's amazing! Oh my you God! Know. Reach out to him and ask. Be like, hey, did you intentionally put one thousand two hundred and thirty-four dollars? I think they did. Or was it like my password is one two three four? Password. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Password's password. Uh, um, anyway, uh, so... 900 backers, though, that's a great number. Yeah, that's huge. That's that's nice. Yeah, because some of these things that we see fund will have, like, 80 backers. You know, some of the things that I've been, you know, that I've participated in, they're just like, you are one of 70 backers. You're like, that's it? And we mm -hmm. you made it? Okay, all right, cool. So... But anyway, I think it's inexpensive enough. Um, you know, the ebook for 14 15 bucks, you can actually just get the book. Well, again, it's pounds, so I don't know if that's dollars right now. So it's probably closer to twenty bucks. Yeah. But if you saw this in a game store and it was fifteen or nineteen ninety nine, would you purchase it? That's a great price point for it. Mm -hmm. So seventeen dollars gets you the pounds. Pounds signed book, which is like thirty million dollars U.S. I think. I think so. I think at this point. Uh. Anyway, so cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Right, let's move on to the next about? one in the tab. Oh, this. Oh, my goodness. That's something we, that... We uh, do you want to talk yeah. about this? Look, what just happened? Canceled. Canceled. Oopsie. What happened here? I don't know. They didn't reach their goal, apparently. That's... Oh, they... No, but they... But, 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 uh, Funding canceled for this project. It was canceled... Um, oops. Like, Friday. Update. First... Uh, no, nope. Yeah. Wow. So, we... Yeah, I looked over this. This was... This was interesting that it's why pulled. don't you say what it is for those of us who listen in Can the car we, okay for those of you listening in the car this is adventures taverns rpg coasters which was a series of uh wood laser cut mm -hmm. and laser engraved um coasters themed on different classes yep so again it's for D D 5e and essentially you would have if you're i don't know like a cleric and it would say cleric on one like pattern coaster and again the coasters kind of have interlocking edges so that you can add additional coasters to kind of build out your quote-unquote character and so on one of the coasters for the cleric it would have your number of spell slots that you have um like your number of i forgot what that what is that ability to like turn on dead what is that called your channel divinity channel divinity yep. spell slots. and then everything locks together with little metallic like um, little magnets and you do have, and again, those little beads go into, because where you would have your spell slots, they have like little holes cut out, and then mm -hmm. they put little metallic beads in there, or metal beads that lock magnet into, beads. oh, it's magnets, not magnets. metal. Okay. So um, I don't know if this would have any bearing on it, but, but those things are dangerous. I mean, ha no, seriously, having okay. those magnetic balls around, yeah. especially around children, very, well, very yeah, dangerous. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That was kind of my issue with it, too, is that I'm like, the, it would make more sense if it was like a little sliding slot, maybe mm. with a color like a red and a green. Or even just non-magnetic cubes. Okay. You know, like Tainted Grail has the little yeah. cubes you could drop in there. Mm -hmm. That would be something. They could have purple ones and different mm -hmm. colors for different uh, classes mm -hmm. would be fun. You know, rangers with green or, you mm -hmm. know, clerics with yellow or something yeah. or blue or something like that. Um, this one... So I wasn't a fan of that piece. I just right. thought it was kind of an ingenious take on it just for the fact that um, they're interlocking coasters. And it's like, okay, so we have coasters. You know, we have our Q&C coasters. You know, coasters mm -hmm. are a thing. But this at least is, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, we could actually replace your character sheet with just, it's sort of like a quick reference coaster. And how many, well, again, how many times have my books been ruined by somebody spilling on them? I won't right. give the number of times. Um, plus you get a little dice tray, or not a little dice tray, but yeah, dice, dice tower. tower. Um, I wonder, I, I wonder if they're, we should look into this and see if they're actually just moved this to um, for sale. Uh, Possibly. Because it looked like they were are all, fulfilling. Yeah, they were, fulfilling. they were ready to fulfill in August, which mm -hmm. means that they are already manufacturing and making these things. And, and most of this is probably done in-house. Yeah, um, you know, you get makes a, sense. You know, Mike has a laser, mm -hmm. uh, laser engraver, and you could do that. You could set up, I think two grand gets you... 
a nice wood cutting laser. So mm -hmm. yeah, and it looks like these pledges are already three thousand. You know, they're at thirty one hundred dollars. So anyway. So, well, that was canceled. That's interesting. Canceled. Let's look at the next one, which is Metal Fantasy Dice. So I think we need to start with the video on this one, right? Sure. Hey, it's Dice. I don't know why the... Is the audio not playing? No, the audio's not playing. It's just us. Ooh, it's the Harry Potter font. Anyway, so... Oh, wait, no, this is not Dice. This is... Hmm. This is... Oh, it's a video game. No. No, it's about dice, even though I have no idea that this is about dice and not a story about an orc <laughs> and a, in a snowstorm with some, like, flares, and now he's angry, um, but apparently the number seven is oh, important. There's a ninja involved. There is a ninja who controls a dragon. Uh, so this this is a metal dice scourge of the industry. Uh, Kickstarter, <laughs> I will read exactly what it is. It is the Fantasy Dice Nightwatch metal dice. That, look, there's the dragon. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. He's about to blow fire. Just wait, wait for it. Pizza. Nope, he's just screaming at us. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I'm fine with metal dice. They don't bother me. They bother somebody at this table. Let's just... Um, they look nice. Again, we've had this full discussion about how I like fancy dice with design, and you do not. Right. So again, we're at a draw here. But my other issue with this is that the Kickstarter video has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with the dice. I was like, oh, these dice are cool. Let me watch the video. What am I looking at? Yes. So I will say this about the dice. You can read those numbers. Imagine trying to really cheat... Amy, with those numbers. I couldn't cheat yesterday I because I could barely read the numbers myself. <laughs> so I had to switch to dice that I couldn't cheat with because I couldn't see them. Uh, so the metal dice. Um, with just the most baffling video that I recommend that if you just want to see just a general video that has nothing to do with the Kickstarter campaign, watch... Most videos. Fantasy dice. Nightwatch metal dice. All right, nice. The, cool. Those are already funded, so you're going to get them if you like them. Actually, that's not a guarantee. I shouldn't say that. All of Kickstarter is a maybe, maybe not. Okay. Always risks. Sometimes they get canceled. Sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. All right. And our last Kickstarter here is Nemesis Lockdown. This is all you. I can't even begin to care Wait, about. Hold on. But that is an animation of the board. So Nemesis Lockdown is cool. an expansion for Nemesis by Awaken Realms, which mm -hmm. is the uh, company behind... Tantagrail. Tantagrail and Nemesis. I was going to say Nemesis. Um, <laughs> well, it technically so, is yes. because this is an expansion. Right. So, this, this, um, so uh, Nemesis actually started f shipping, like fulfilling like almost a month or two before Tainted Grail was being fulfilled. So this one took a lot longer to go from Kickstarter to deliver than mm -hmm. Tainted Grail did. And I think that, you know, they learned some things. This game is, uh, I was watching the Sit Down, Shut Up review of this, which mm -hmm. is highly entertaining, as all of their reviews are. Mm -hmm. But? But it does not look like a game for me. Because? Uh, well, first off, it is... It's it's basically unlicensed aliens. Okay. So it is the story of aliens. You are on a ship. You wake up. There are aliens. You have to get out without one exploding from your chest. Pretty much that is the the basics of the game. Was that the that was the prison planet aliens where you wake up and there's aliens? No, they, ev that's every aliens movie. Okay. Well, sometimes you don't wake up. Sometimes you're awake and you arrive on the one planet. One of these and players aliens. is an android. So. Game over. Again, Prison Planet <laughs> Aliens didn't have an android. I haven't seen that one. Is that Winona Ryder? No. You need to watch more movies. Anyway, was, maybe you should okay. listen to... No, are you, was it Christian Bale? No. Oh my God, that's Batman. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't was the it alien. The, was it the... I almost said David Mamet. It was, yes. I would love to see David Mamet do... An Aliens movie, I'm just saying. Me too. Especially um, if the alien could talk. <laughs> Go Yoskis. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, so this is... 
So, uh, as you can tell, Thomas and I are not crazy about the Aliens yeah. franchise. Damon Lindelof didn't do it any favors in number four or whatever that was. Um, Prometheus. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, so the the thing about this game is it is cooperative, except it isn't. So every person has mm -hmm. their own objective, mm -hmm. which is could be a corporate objective, mm -hmm. like the Wayland yes. Corporation or mm -hmm. whatever, or a personal objective. And those usually involve... Uh, screwing over your other players, and that's. You, are you sure? Yeah. There's no. Nope. There's no like. You're here to get everybody off the planet. Like you're not Ripley in any of these games, are you? I'm the, sorry. There the may non be. Ripley, Ripley. I'm sorry. The Rightly, unlicensed. Rightly. Um, there. Riley. <laughs> um, there may be uh, something like that, but mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, I believe most of them are. Gets you to fight head to head with the other players. Okay, and, and that then, also is somewhat reminiscent of the Aliens RPG as well. Yeah. Um, and the fact that everybody does have their own quote-unquote goal and that somebody usually is either the traitor or the robot, right. which is the android, so yeah. which is always the wrong. G yeah. Uh, step one of Aliens RPG. Kill the kill android. The, yeah. No, figure out who the android is, then kill the Might android. Might as well just start off by killing everybody who isn't you if you are not the android. You could also just play werewolf and just accuse each other and kill each yes. other of being the android, except it's werewolf. Wow. And then we're just done. Yeah. And, and you didn't need to spend like $200 on this. Right. Um, so uh, this is an expansion to that. It changes things, uh, but also they say that it's the same, the same feel. Uh, you can use some of the same characters. You know, again, uh, Waken Realms is very into their miniatures. Yeah, they are. Um, so the, the monster miniatures, the aliens that look mm -hmm. like H.R. Geiger aliens, um, you know, uh, they look a little Cthulhu-y. Uh, so the first, the first game, they were very, yeah. Like, very. Oh look, it's a Carnomorph. Okay, all right, I understand. Um, uh, it's what is it? Here, should we go back to the top really quickly? No, it not is really. three point seven million U.S. dollars. Wow. Um, or is that pounds? That's the expansion. That's dollars. Okay. But that's the expansion. Now, granted, you can actually... This is the only place to buy new, the core game. Mm -hmm. So th that's the... I believe that there is a... So 95 pounds. Yes, those are pounds. Um, that's what the little gets, L means. Yes. Gets you the, the, the lockdown, which you need the core. Mm -hmm. uh, or you can just buy the core box for 105 pounds. Mm -hmm. You can get them both together for 185. Which again is like thirteen million U.S. dollars. Well, again, obviously, because yeah. there's already three million pledged, so that means only three people are getting the game right now, according to you. <laughs> or you can get uh, you can get the whole ball of wax for two hundred forty-five. Okay. So I mean, you know, after after getting tainted grail and looking at it um, and watching that sit down, shut up review, this is clearly not. So, for do, me. would you recommend tainted grail over Nemesis? <sighs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd recommend Gloomhaven over both of those. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Even even if we got the rules right <laughs> or wrong, all the time, it would still be recommended um, because still that is gameplay. that is still a cooperative game. Co cooperative game. Mm -hmm. Even though you have an individual goal, that goal doesn't um, stop you wanting to actually succeed in the scenario. Got it. Or have your other players unsuccede. You know, so sure. So some of the, the the like the encounter goals you would get is loot four chests, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you would just want to be the first one to loot mm -hmm. chests, or it's you know kill so many monsters. Yeah. It's and again, never, I could tell you that you're yeah. not supposed to tell the goals, but I would be fine with if you're like I need to get these chests. I'd be like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If it's not a goal for me, that's fine, because it's right. just about looting the chest. It doesn't mean you have to keep the loot. Right. Anyway. So. so anyway, so this is out there. We we put it in here because it's it's a huge, huge. Kickstarter and yeah. uh, by a popular company that does good games. It's just not thousand people have backed this. Mm -hmm. Twenty four thousand. Okay. And this is the expansion. That's like the number of people that are like that go to our grocery store. The, over a month, over a year. Yeah, maybe a month. How about okay. Costco? 
All right, I'm just being. So uh, this again, every time I look at Kickstarters and see how many people back them, it really kind of makes me wonder. We should be making a board game. Yeah, but if you're making Nemesis, like, is it just? Well, I'm not even going to bring that topic up. But like, what if I take like State and Maine and make a board game out of it? It's a David Mamet film. Except it's like Monopoly David Mamet. <laughs> Who goes to trial? Is my question. Oh man. Trial by, what was it? It was trial by a... Jury? No. Fire. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's greatest work. So, he has a lot of them. Uh, controversial statement. Okay, I don't know. What, that's it. That's it for that. Um, we're going to jump into our main topic tonight. Which is what? Which is streaming what? TTRPGs remotely. We should, probably should have introduced that earlier in the show. Because nobody wanted to listen to this point, or... Yeah, it'll be in the title, so... Somebody it, wanted to skip all of that nonsense just to get here. Yeah, oh man, this is what it is. So okay. this is, um, and this is actually kind of... Don't scroll down a little bit so I can actually see what, what we're supposed to be talking about? This, this is what it. we did, and I wrote a whole bunch of stuff here. Yeah, there's a lot of words there. Good, um, good on you. And I'm not going to read it. I know, because we don't do that. That's not how we roll. We just write it and then go, meh, whatever. That was fine. Bye-bye. So, I mean, again, this, this kind of came about really fast for us, where we mm -hmm. recorded Monday night, and then Tuesday we had to be remote. So to give everybody um, a little perspective, we did, we, at that point, we are still three RPGs plus one board game show. So it was Monday mm -hmm. night was uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Tuesday night was Dungeons & Dragons. Wednesdays we played board games. And then Saturdays we did Call of Cthulhu. And it was all done in the studio space right here. Um, and so everybody has to be local. Everybody comes in and plays. And then we stream live on Twitch. And so I think it was, we were in the middle of, for some weird reason, salt we marsh. were doing Salt Marsh. Yeah. And so. Uh, because we were traveling to Gamma. We knew that we were going to be off, That's so right. we had put on a mini-series. So a lot of people who were in the original, you know, in the most of the shows during that week were actually at a trade show, so those of us who remained here just did Salt March, which was fun, I do have to say. I completely enjoyed Salt March, but it's the fact that we completely ruined Salt March that made it fun. <laughs> so don't take my review of Salt March for anything. Yeah, so so the first, the first thing we did is, you know, we did not know how strict the quarantine was going to be, mm -hmm. the shelter in place. Mm -hmm. um, so we packed as much as we could into the cars and took it home yep. to stream from there. And not only that, gave all of our players things that they would need at home in order to get them streaming. So it's yeah. like, okay, so the mugs are something that you can use online without, you know, without an issue because it's right. our branded. So everybody get a mug, go grab that. Do you need a microphone? Do you need a light? Um, what other things do we yeah. kind of uh, pass we, out? So we, webcams? We, yeah, we ordered webcams before they were sold out. Um, I actually called the place. They had one, went and got it, gave it to Nick mm -hmm. to be able to, so that he could stream remotely, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't have a webcam. Um, some people have them built into their laptops. Some people needed them. So we got, uh, ordered as many as we could and sent them out. Mm -hmm. um, we... And this was what days? It was... Yeah, yeah. This is like yeah, the the day of the shutdown, mm -hmm. um, which was that Monday. And you're gonna say May, but it actually was March, right? <laughs> because we get all of that confused now. Um, yep. So yeah. it was literally within 24 hours mm -hmm. that it was like tear down the studio, take the things that you need, everybody go home. I will see you online, yeah. and we'll do some test streaming. Um, during the week so that we can figure out what we're doing through next yeah. week. So, yeah, so so we we left here Monday night. On Tuesday night, we streamed from the house mm -hmm. at that point. Um, so we had, we used Zoom the first night mm -hmm. uh, to bring everybody in. We had overlays in in OBS, which is open broadcast software. That, yep. is, that is our... It's free to download. It's free. It's open source. It is a lot of features. And for most everyone, it's... Overkill almost for what they need. It does. It does a lot. Um, and essentially, it's your streaming plat. It's not your platform. It's your encoder. It, yeah, it's it's both a switcher and an encoder. Mm -hmm. So if you have, you know, so we actually have an input card into our computer that has four camera inputs. Mm -hmm. So we can plug four cameras into that computer, and that's our four sources. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and and so when you say a switcher, then OBS allows you to cut between those four camera sources, if you will, or cut between a graphic source or a video mm -hmm. source. So you can actually switch the things that you're looking at. It's not like you have to just see one right. image or one graphic or one video. You can actually cut between those two. Yeah. And so the way that we mm -hmm. do it in studio is we take the four cameras in and then we crop them and position them into an overlay and, and then we put a, a graphic a overlay if png you will. image over the top with transparencies mm -hmm. so going to remote mm -hmm. um we didn't do you want to talk about how obs encodes or is that just more i think i mean so so right now well or is that just more technical and just know that encoding yeah. is essentially taking your video stream and digitizing it and sending it to a platform. So in right. our case, it's typically Twitch. You can use something like Restream to send it multiple places at once. Right. Um, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, like there are a million places to stream. Now LinkedIn is into streaming. Mm -hmm. um, I forgot who else. Yeah, anyway, I digress. Right. Those there's, are the ones that we do at work primarily. Um, but essentially yeah. that's what the encoder does. So if you're talking about getting into streaming, you need to have both of those pieces where you need to have something actually like capture all of the images together. And then you need an encoder like OBS that sends those images out to a platform. Right. So then, so, so the first night, so we're using Zoom. So the way that Zoom works is... Just as bad as everybody else's. <laughs> yes. Uh, everybody comes up and if it's a one-on-one -on -one call, the other person takes up the whole screen. Yeah, so that's what we call active speaker. Right, uh, or even even gallery view. Mm -hmm. If it's only one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, they take is. up the whole screen. Yep. Once you start adding people, the boxes get smaller and smaller and smaller, mm -hmm. and they move to space themselves out. So when you have everything set up with five people mm -hmm. and one person drops off, everything rearranges and changes size. Mm -hmm. And you can see that in some of our videos yep. and in other people's, you know, we were yep. watching Twitch and just went to, you know, somebody to check in and see what is this looking like? And as soon as we got there, somebody dropped <laughs> and then everything was all over the place. And we're like, hey, but that that's only an issue if you're using like for D&D streams or things of yes. that nature because you have that graphic overlay. Yep. If you're not using a graphic overlay and you're just taking that image direct, then you just see the tiles or you see the person right. full screen, you know, if you have a single presenter, mm -hmm. so. And I think, and we've seen that too. And people, mm -hmm. you know, I think that especially if you are, if one person has sketchy internet, mm -hmm. that's a way to avoid, ooh, everybody's gone behind the overlay. Mm -hmm. The overlays are eye-catching and, and help get you into the world a little mm -hmm. bit, so. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a trade-off. Yep. So we did some test calls with everybody. So yep. we did, I think it was, was it Wednesday or Thursday before our Saturday show? Or was it, I don't know what day it was. Oh, yeah. So 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 we Be did Zoom the first couple of days. Yeah. And again, we had everybody actually just dial into Zoom. So I am a video producer. And these last two months, it, all of the producing I've been has been for virtual streaming. And so I work for a company that creates web, that makes WebEx. Um, WebEx is very much like Zoom. And so some of the things that we do with people who have never used Zoom, or in my case, WebEx, um, is we do a test call. And so I will bring in, like I think, after my big show next week, the following week, we have some external presenters to our company who may or may not be used to using WebEx. So we're gonna just do a call. Be like, hey, I need you to dial in. And that just tells me, do you have audio and video connection? Like, do you have the bandwidth to do this? So, you know, mm -hmm. do you have, do you know how to do this? Do you have it actually installed on your computer? And so that was some of the challenges is that it's like in Discord, we're like, here's the link to install Zoom. Please install Zoom. Once you're on Zoom, here's the dial-in number. Mm -hmm. Then Zoom was having some problems with, um, oh, I don't know, security. So now we had to have a passcode. So right. then it's like, here's your passcode to dial into the calls. Um, so again, some of that is the thing that you want to do first is just make sure that everybody can actually connect to each other. Mm -hmm. um, so that was step one for us. Yes. Uh, and the first game was okay. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had a couple of days off and what I wanted to do was test Skype. Okay. So to back, take a step okay. up, how did you rearrange those Zoom windows? Because I'm still oh, somewhat yes. mystified okay, because, sure. you know, we have, what is there? There's four of us, five of us. Yeah, there's sometimes up to six, six people. Yeah. So um, the way that OBS handles Zoom is Zoom shows up in a window. You know, and it's mm -hmm. a, so it's a graphic overlay window. Yep, and it's a 16 by 9. Yeah. 
uh, actually it's it's whatever your your window is right so mm -hmm. if we are display port to a 4k monitor it might be a yeah. 4k image mm -hmm. that you have to rearrange the obs can take any window you can say i, I want to do a window capture is mm -hmm. what it's called so it's a window capture um and we use it on this program to capture our kickstarter Right, so when you see me scrolling down, I'm doing a window capture of a browser. Yep, of your computer. So I can do a window capture of the Zoom interface. Mm -hmm. And so we, we do that, and then we crop everybody down else. to one person. Yeah, so we crop everybody else out of that. Then we duplicate it and crop to a different person. So we have, you know, six um, window captures of the very same window. Mm -hmm. And so then when somebody drops, the capture is the same. The what's displayed in that window is Moved. different. Moved, yeah. Because if you're yeah. looking at the full screen without shrinking everybody right. down to a certain window size, they would it would be like three and three, and then all of a sudden it's three and two. So obviously, if you're in those bottom two windows, you've moved someplace. Right. And or if you are, you know, if you're in the top right, somebody you drop off, and then you come back, you're in the bottom right. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, last night we had to switch around two players because somebody... All of a is, sudden their internet just went boop for yeah. a second, for a split second. They just had a hiccup and we, they were gone for yeah. a sec. So so one thing that Skype has mm -hmm. is there's a... New Tech developed something called NDI, which is a New Tech Display Interface or something like that. That's not what it is. Sounds good to me. Um, I believe you. Uh, but it's, it's sort of IP-based video. So, mm -hmm. so I can be on Skype on my local network and instead of going out um like out to skype mm -hmm. me capturing that window it's going to see that i've got skype on my computer and mm -hmm. it's going to grab just my camera my feed okay and bring it over okay and and i can grab um a remote feed mm -hmm. and bring that over okay so everybody then comes in as a separate source. Got it. So that sort of solved our problem. Yes. Because we tried that the following week. And, and so we had a show mm -hmm. dial in via Skype, and we thought, oh, this is amazing because now everybody's a separate window. We don't have to duplicate the window five more times and then crop in weird positions and then position in weird positions. Yeah. You get six individual people that you just plug into spaces. It's perfect. Except, except. <laughs> uh, except it isn't because the way that the Skype NDI works with um, with OBS and a number of other things is that it will take everybody's audio. Mm -hmm. It's so embedded all... in every single feed coming in. Oh, so you get audio. So you get audio five from times. everybody's feeds, which also doesn't sound like a problem. However, if they were synced, none of those none of those different sources are actually in perfect sync so you are and it floats over time well and again too if you that makes sense because if you're going yeah. to your skype feed and you're coming to my skype feed and we're in completely different locations right. as i've seen over the years of working with webex the farther you are away from me in the world the crappier your sync is between yeah. your audio and your video um that's just right. the nature of the internet so so what so our options were if you have all the feeds in there with the Mm -hmm. with the audio they are it's a chorus of people not in sync so we take one person's feed mm -hmm. however then other people then mouths... other people are now out of sync and, mm -hmm. and that was and that was early on what happened with us where and there's was... no way to be like okay so we mute everybody else's audio in your video except mm -hmm. you and then in my video there's no way to mute everybody but me right Correct. okay yeah. so that is where other softwares would come into play, mm -hmm. like, like vMix. Okay. Um, vMix is a a it's OBS but professional mm -hmm. and pricey. Mm -hmm. And it has built-in calling, so you don't even need Zoom. And it has calling where you can come in, and you have full control over the audio coming in, the video coming in that shows up as a source. Mm -hmm. um, and that is what the DAT network used when they went remote. Yeah. Um, I think that they might have uh, saw that it was going to take longer to come back than we did. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was thinking, you know, maybe a month. Me too. I was and not under the impression we're, that we're still talking at work about right. like maybe August we'll discuss it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, one of those things where had 
had we known right away, we might have invested in that. Um, but at the same time, we were also all production was shut down and everything else. Mm -hmm. So it was a very, it but was a decision to, to go with what was good enough. Yep. Well, and here's the question is that if you had bought vMix, then what would you do with it in the future? Uh, I, I could definitely have a use for it. Okay. To do what? Uh, some of the remote control switching mm -hmm. for other productions mm -hmm. that we do. Yep. And in fact, that's what at work are. So at my job right now, everybody except a very few engineers that need to be in a studio and in a control room, all of us are at home. So we have multiple comms bridges and bridges that presenters are on, and we will talk to each other on a separate bridge, and we are all sitting at home. Mm. Everybody I worked with on Friday sat at home. You know, my TD, Gina, she is at home, and she has a laptop, a heart, you know, a computer, and an iPad in order to, you know, basically cut a show for me, so to switch a, mm -hmm. a live broadcast for me. And then instead of having an audio person, we have somebody called a fork operator, which is essentially just my record and playback system. You know, then I have engineers to connect all of the, the software and everything, and then I have the broadcast engineers that take all of that encoded stuff that we talked about before, take our encoder and send it out to our platforms, either internally mm -hmm. or externally. And so everybody that I work with is at home. And so we use vMix in order to connect to everything that's physically in a control room back at work. Um, so that's, you know, to me, a vMix is, you know, what we do in general. I, mm -hmm. You know, to me, to go to OBS is kind of like having to teach people to sort of like take, take your job and just Unengineer it, if you will, right. making it far more simple. Simple. Yeah, but for for almost, uh, if you are starting out, OBS is the perfect platform. Mm -hmm. um, it has audio playback, has overlays, yep. has you know unlimited layers. Mm -hmm. Whereas VMix has limited layers that you can mm -hmm. do based on the, your tier that you purchase. Mm -hmm. um, and and it has so many features. It it is lacking a few key features. Yeah that make it something that shouldn't be used in a professional setting. Um, and the biggest one of those is video playback mm -hmm. time remaining. Yep, absolutely. Uh, because if I'm rolling a video, we need to know when we're going to cue a host. Yep, coming out of that video. And so typically when I talk about, like when I talked about my fork operator, uh, my fork operator will go ahead and my TD will say, okay, go ahead, um, you know, Videos coming up, give the name of the video, mm -hmm. and then be like, okay, cue track, roll track. And so Alex will be like, rolling, um, we're back in you know, 302, and then mm -hmm. 30 seconds, and he'll give us the count in. And so typically, if you are in a studio environment, you would then have your stage director or your stage manager then cue your talent. So on comms, all of us here, 15 seconds, 10 seconds, you know, and, and then, then five, like four, three, and then your two and one are silent, you cue your mm -hmm. talent. Um, and so your playback operator is the one who has that code and counts it into everybody so that we all go on time and that we're not sitting there going, are we live? Are we live? Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there are some things that, that vMix would be great for, um, and, and we'll see if it's on our roadmap or not. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, I hope that we can get back to being in person. Yep. But I think going forward, we've had to, at work at least, redesign how we do a lot of shows. And so I think the remote option is becoming much more viable for people. And in fact, honestly, I'm enjoying the commute because... <laughs> From the bedroom to yep, the office. Exactly. One day we actually were having a meeting and I was like, I've walked 54 steps today. That's it. It's, you know, it's not great for my... Uh, that was a meeting at the end of the day. I know. Yeah, it wasn't at the beginning of the day either. It was, yeah, it was at the end of the day where we're having like post-day cocktails on a, you know, on a WebEx call. And we're talking about the fact that I've walked 54 steps today, mm -hmm. but I've executed two shows um, and I've, you know, yeah. gone to five, five other meetings. And so I've had a huge full day, but I've walked 54 steps, yeah. you know, and that's thanks to you who brings me lunch and dinner <laughs> and drinks and all the other stuff that I do at my desk. Yes. Um but yeah, so again, it's one of those things where instead of me getting out of bed at 4.30 in the morning or some of my engineers who commute even farther start their drives at 3 in the morning for like a 5.30 call time so that you can go live at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. and then have a show until 9 or 9.30 in the morning, that really compresses your call times where I'm rolling out of bed at 5.40 and I'm on a crew call at 6 a.m. <laughs> 
and so is everybody else. Yes. I'm not the only person who's like, I just got up. So, so there are other things that make uh, the, the remote calls better, right? Um, Oof. And Depends. worse. <laughs> well, I mean, so for so for us, you know, we our team. Uh, some people didn't have great webcams, mm-hmm. so you know, sending them a better webcam was good. But a, a webcam is honestly is only as good as the lighting. Yeah. And it is keeping, you know, not being against a window. Yep. Right. Because mm-hmm. then you're just going to be a silhouette. Yeah. Or having. Yeah, we talk. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, are you in the witness protection program? If you have a window <laughs> behind you, and that's just sim- simply because cameras want to. Like a lot of your cameras, especially your webcams are mm-hmm. based on auto functionality. So right. it is gonna look for brightness and darkness based on average what's happening in the frame. And so if it's the brightest thing behind you, cameras are told, like yeah. cameras know, you know, cameras know that it should be the person, not the stuff around you. So it auto, yeah, it auto looks yeah. at the at the, uh, the window outside and says that should be lit and that makes you in front of it really dark. Yeah. Um, also, um, audio is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, so a number of us have I don't microphones. Even want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, some of us have ni- microphones right next to a very big co- old computer. Mm-hmm. Like the one that's hiding under the table. Yes. Also, that you, you can't know, hear. Mm-hmm. Normally, that computer is in the other room. And mm-hmm. It's being loud. Doesn't matter. Um, so, so there are things that you can do, right? So you want to get the microphone as close to you as possible. Mm-hmm. And when you watch a stream, um, for for instance, uh, our microphones right now are above us. Right here. Uh, and they are about this far away from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're also shotgun microphones, so they have a narrow pickup pattern. Whereas, like, a vocal mic has a wide pickup pattern. And so you need to get it in your frame. You know, it needs mm-hmm. to be right here. Yep. So, I mean, if you... When we were doing podcast yep. recording without video, like, we were... You know, if the microphone was here... We're talking around it like this to talk to each other so that, you know, we are going right over the microphone or, you mm-hmm. know, if we're talking to somebody there, that we are talking right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, right right into the pickup pattern is what it's exactly. called. Exactly. Yep. So um, the biggest thing, audio is going to be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Audio, audio, audio. Yep, absolutely. I mean, there is there are, are streams out there like the Unexpectables, which are... Audio only, you know, they don't have video on their streams, but they've got good audio and mm-hmm. they've got, you know, great talent and all, yeah. all the other stuff. So it's the quality of microphone that counts. And like Thomas said, it's getting the microphone close to your mouth. So the one thing that does make me a little bit crazy is when people are, and again, my Mac has a really great camera. Again, I light myself really well for my meetings. So if I have to be on camera, um, I do have a window in front of me. So it brings, so there's nothing but books behind me, like a bookshelf, which is very popular these days to read what's on people's <laughs> bookshelves. So I put, put one back there. Um, and so we essentially moved around my desk so that the window is lighting me and it's all natural right, light coming to my face. So I am the brightest thing in my in my um, in my frame or in my image. Then my audio, I'm always using headsets. It's not the most elegant you know solution, but again, it's the headsets with the microphone that comes this way, um, or it's the ear, you know it's basically using your microphone with earbuds you know to your to your mouth so that your your microphone is right here, mm-hmm. and that's really important to get the microphone close to your mouth because many like Zoom, WebEx, a couple other have what's called gating. And so what it's doing is it's a feature, not a bug, as we like to say in Silicon Valley, um, that it's listening for other noises around you and it's trying to basically like gate down or shut down all of that audio that isn't your talking. So your talking should be the loudest thing in the room, essentially, Mm -hmm. that's what it's making the assumption. And so when you start to talk, um, it should then open that gate and let your voice come through. The problem is that the farther you are from the microphone, there's all of this other noise. So there's wind noise, there's noise from like, God knows what else is in the room. There's just general room noise, um, what an ambient room sounds like. Um, There could be wind, you know, who knows what else is happening, a television, an air condition, all of these things that it's gating down so that when you start to speak, we're actually missing the first couple words of what you're saying. And so for me, I'm always like, look, I'm dropping every first word of yours. Please go ahead and plug in your plug in your earbuds and let's try it again. And so the audio, the tone of the audio um, is definitely, it's a more narrow sounding piece of audio. It sometimes is tinny. It's mm-hmm. not the best audio quality because again, my earbuds are not made for, you know, for streaming like a microphone would be. But 
at least you're not missing a lot of important details or a lot of things right. that are happening on a me on a, on your meeting or in your recording. Yes. Or in your live stream. So those are you know those are just some of the things that we kind of mm -hmm. uh, were dealing with in our transition. Um, there are others. Uh, bandwidth. Bandwidth. Oh God. Bandwidth is what is still a big one. Uh, you know, for us at our house, um, Comcast is terrible. <laughs> Go Comcast. I mean, I mean, uh, and this I think, is this I is think sort of everybody's uh, terrible. I mean, it really depends. The, uh, so, uh, new buildings are great because they have all the newest technology. Mm -hmm. So, old older houses or neighborhoods you know, are not. So, um, so our options are DSL, which is hilarious, like garbage, or Comcast, which is also garbage. And but the way that Comcast does their bandwidth is it's all about download speed mm -hmm. because that's all they think that they think everybody is a consumer yeah. so when you're at home yep. upload speed is difficult so for us you know we have five megabit up but you know it's oh 200 down it's like well okay i don't need 200 down mm -hmm. what i need is 10 up well and who else um, are we sharing that general overall yeah. bandwidth because again until we all went into you know until we all went into shelter in right. place it didn't matter what the up was because very few of us were uploading, you mm -hmm. know? And again, those of us who do things to upload for work would yeah. actually just go into work to do uploads intentionally. I mean, that's right. what, you know, sometimes I would see people who would work remotely from home come into the office and they're like, yeah, I have to upload this video. It's like, okay, that yeah. makes sense because it would be done like that. And at home it takes two hours. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so now, right now we walk around the neighborhood and you hear everybody having their conversations <laughs> and you're like, uh, he's on a meeting. That's she's proprietary on a, yep. information. You probably yep. shouldn't be listening to that. Yep, um, exactly. That sounds like an awful meeting to be on. <laughs> uh, I'm sure my entire neighborhood knows how now to uh, record videos over Zoom <laughs> exactly. or Web, WebEx. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one thing that we have coming up. Oh. Uh, Okay, go ahead. No, I just wanted to finish the bandwidth discussion. Okay. So there are tips. So again, I'm a video producer. And so before we go ahead and record people, mm -hmm. I go through the checklist. If you get on to my WebEx and your WebEx is terrible. Okay, you're breaking up. I can't hear your audio. These are some of the things that I'm like, this is what we need to do. We need to troubleshoot your audio and do what we talked about. Get your headphones out and plug them in. Then if that doesn't work, sometimes calling in using your phone and separating those sources, you will have some lag between lip sync and video, but you know what I can do? Hear you. And at the end of the day, it's about being able to hear you. Um, then we go through, and if you are breaking up, I ask that you, so at work we do have to use VPN to tunnel into certain programs in certain places, please shut off your VPN. So Zoom, WebEx, Blue Jeans, what else is there? Skype, all of those, mm -hmm. you don't need to be on VPN to do that. And right now, if you're recording with me or you're broadcasting with me um, and we're using this tool in order to send something out or capture something, get off it. This is the most important thing right me right now. <laughs> Not the fact that your kids are on Netflix and the fact that you know somebody's playing a video game. Make them all stop that. They can stop it for like 20, 30 minutes, please, dear God, just stop. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, you're talking about like, how are you partitioning your bandwidth at home? How are you using your bandwidth? Please shut off everything that's sucking bandwidth for me. Please get off VPN. Yeah. Disconnect um, your smart toaster. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And also just remember old school and like hardware your computer. Yes. That was one of the first things we had to go and buy was an adapter because somebody had stole mine the last time I traveled, um, you know, to basically get my laptop to hardware in. And now it's like if, oh, I'm having problems hearing this. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I'm not hardwired in. Let me go get mm -hmm. that. Um, so those are the ways that yeah. we kind of start to solve some of those issues. Um, and then there's also little secrets that, like, we were told at work to not do meetings at the tops or the bottoms of the hours, which, again, makes sense. Um, so everybody around the world was joining calls at, at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 8.30, yep. mm -hmm. 9. So then you shifted to, we're going to start ours at 9, 10, mm -hmm. go to 9.40 yeah. to free up that yep. initial like yep. hit on systems. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We're told that if you are not having a group meeting, you just make it a phone call. Um, so there mm -hmm. are other tools that you can do. Um, and then again, you know, the best times to record is not when the entire world is in a meeting. So think about, you know, think about what's happening in your neighborhood. Think about, mm -hmm. think about what's happening internationally, you know. 
5 p.m. everybody walks in our neighborhood. That's the perfect time to have a meeting. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because everybody goes, I can't take it anymore. I need to get out of this chair. So, uh, so that's going to wrap it up for, for this discussion here. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we are setting up and this is going to be in June for origins online, a panel discussion with the debt network and Mm -hmm. with saving throw show. Uh, Mm -hmm. and we're still looking to bring a couple more on. So if you are a show and you want to talk about remote streaming technology Mm -hmm. or studio streaming, um, contact us because uh, we're looking for a couple more panelists to where we deep dive into how each one of us solves sort of these issues. Yeah, these technical problems that we're having in order to just sustain what we do for a living in mm-hmm. a virtual environment. So that is that is coming up. I believe it's going to be June 19th. We don't know the exact time yet, but that mm-hmm. is uh, on a Friday. It'll be before um, the Saving Throw Show, which starts at 7 p.m. So I know, I know it's before then. Mm-hmm. Um, But that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the Untitled Podcast. High five. We made it. All right. Thanks for watching. We did. (laughs)